Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 4, The Black Castle by E.M. Clark, Read by Lexi. Chapter 6, The Hidden Door. Sophie and Sally went cold as they heard the voice threatening the professor, but he remained calm. If it's my inventions you want, I will never help you. Oh, I think you will, my dear professor, returned a voice. I think you will. Oh, really? Well, I don't think so. The question, Professor, is not whether you will help us, it is when. Or to be more accurate, how. What do you mean, how? I mean that my wife, the very clever Countess Rosina, used mind-probing on you before to great effect. You were very cooperative when we asked you to come with us. In fact, you couldn't wait to oblige. Count Zuto laughed softly. Mind probing makes you do as we say. So whether you wish to cooperate with your mind intact or not is entirely up to you. We cannot be sure that there are no serious side effects when extended mind probing is applied, but that is your risk. After all, you have a choice. A choice? scoffed the professor. Ha! And if the Countess is so adept at this mind-probing, or whatever you call it, why am I not under her influence at this very moment? Answer me that! You are in no position to demand answers. Zuto's voice was harsh now. He was clearly rattled. However, you ask a good question. Unfortunately, you do not seem able to work effectively under the influence of mind-probing, and certainly not to the high scientific level we require from you. So, it has stopped, for the time being. Before the professor could reply, another voice was heard that the girls didn't recognise. It was low and threatening. You'll do what we say or we'll have to hurt your son, Albie. Leave him alone, said the professor in a furious voice. Who are you anyway? How dare you threaten my son? Of course, we have neglected to make our proper introductions continued the low voice mockingly. I am Ferenc. Count Zuto is my brother-in-law and this is my wife, Festia. We are your captors. There is no way off this island. It is impregnable. We have ships patrolling offshore and if any other ship approaches, you will disappear forever. The woman's voice the girls had heard before joined the conversation. We have also designed a very nice dungeon, and if we need to, we'll throw you in it. There is no way out, and it's a long way down. I believe you are familiar with the old French word oubliette. It means forgotten, and you would most certainly be forgotten if we threw you down there. So I would try to help us if I were you, Mr. Professor. Especially with your son to consider. Think over what we've said, my dear. We will be back. And make no mistake, we will hurt your son if you do not cooperate. 
The girls heard the sound of footsteps leaving the room and a door slammed shut. Poor Uncle Raoul, whispered Sophie. They are horrible. We have got to get them out of here, said Zelie, who was very pale. It's a good job the Countess wasn't with them. She might have sensed us. Come on. The girls peeped over the windowsill into the room and saw the professor. He was sitting with his head in his hands, in an attitude of total despair. Pa! whispered Zelie. The professor looked up. Pa! she repeated. Come to the window! The professor looked even more puzzled when he reached the window, as the girls were still invisible. It's me, Zelie, and Sophie's here too. We've found an escape route. The others are waiting there. We just need to find a way out of the castle for you and Albie. Oh, Zelie, he replied. You girls and your magic powers, you'll save us all. But I cannot escape quite yet. We need a little more time to stop them from hurting Albie. I will pretend to have given in and ask for materials which are essential in making some key inventions, like the talker listener. If I pretend to cooperate, they will not hurt Albie and we can both escape. Good thinking, Pa, agreed Zelie. We'll try and find a way into the castle, said Sophie. There must be a door somewhere. We'd better work fast, added Zelie. Countess Rosina will sense our magic when she comes back. She's not at the castle now, confirmed the professor, though she could be back at any time. Before we go, who are Ferenc and Festia? asked Zelie. They're allies of Prince Igor, replied the professor bitterly. An evil pair. We all thought they were safely in prison, but they broke out. Keep out of their way. They will stop at nothing. We will, whispered Zelie. Now you must go, said the professor urgently. I will stall them by asking for materials while you find a way to get in. Roger that, replied Zelie, as she and Sophie slipped away from the window with renewed determination to find a way into the fortress. The girls decided to move round the castle following its walls to see if they could find a door. As they crept round, they felt the stone for any cracks, as well as looking out over the cliffs. Look, said Sophie, who'd been scanning the cliffs carefully. See those steps? There's a secret way down to the shore. The steps were hidden behind a low wall of rock, and so roughly hewn into the stone, they almost looked like a part of the cliff itself. They could come in useful if we need another escape route, said Zelie. But if the door is as well hidden as those steps, it's going to be tricky to find it. Suddenly, a fluttering announced the arrival of Demaria, who had come back from her parrot patrol out at sea. The black vulture, the Black Cross gang ship, had been spotted hanging around, which was very suspicious. Demaria had warned the crew of the Golden Ram, who had used the magic fog to hide their presence, and the pirates had eventually sailed away again. Zelie told Anna to fly to Captain Jet and the boys to tell them they had located the captives and were finding a way to rescue them. Anna nodded and flew off immediately. Sophie whispered to Demaria that they were searching for a door or another way into the castle, and the parrot fluttered ahead of the girls, keeping her bright eyes peeled. I think it'll be old and heavy like the doors in Redport, said Zelie. But where can it be? All we've seen is black rock. Let's look for something odd or unusual that might reveal where it's hidden, suggested Sophie. It's obviously cleverly concealed, so we need to be as cunning as the person who hid it. As they moved round the walls, they heard the sound of raised voices once more. 
This time, it couldn't be the professor, as they were on the opposite side of the castle to his cell. They stopped and listened. But, Father, it's not right, a voice was pleading. They're good people. Their inventions are amazing. Why can't we join them and work for the good of Sandlandia, for the future? Why do we always have to be on the wrong side, working for... for him? And the final word was spoken with a bitterness which rang out from the black rock walls. How dare you, answered another voice. A cruel voice that the girls recognised. Call yourself my son. Gergo Contuti, you are a disgrace. You do not deserve to bear the name of Contuti. Your brother was right to say you are not worthy of the family tattoo. I knew you were weak, but to be so stupid as well, I'm ashamed of you. Working for Prince Igor is the greatest honour and privilege you will ever know. Think very carefully about which side you want to be on, or you will be no son of mine. With that threat hanging in the air, the girls heard a door slam shut, and then there was silence. They looked at each other, eyes wide. Zelly gestured that they move away from the window so they wouldn't be overheard. Once they were out of earshot, Sophie whispered, That was Gergo. Milo always said he was much nicer than the rest of his family. It sounds like he thinks this is an evil plan as well, said Zelly, and he definitely hates Prince Igor. Let's remember where that window is. Gergo could come in very handy. Meanwhile, Damaria was fluttering enthusiastically in front of the girls as they spoke in low voices. What is it? Sophie asked, and the parrot waved them towards a strange sort of garden next to the castle wall. It looked very out of place among the austere black rock and heavy mist. This garden seems a bit strange, Sophie whispered to Zelly, pointing. Look at all this neat box hedging and ivy. We haven't seen anything like this anywhere else around the castle. Maybe it's hiding something. Oh, yes, agreed Zelly. Let's look closer. It definitely seems a strange place for a hedge. They poked around and were rewarded when, after pushing a lot of ivy here and there, they found the hidden door at last. It's very clever, isn't it? said Sophie. We almost didn't find it. Yes, replied Zelly. I don't like the Count and Countess, but I must admit they are smart. Someone is coming, Demaria cheeped suddenly, waving her wings as an emergency signal. The girls looked at each other in alarm. We're still invisible, but let's get under the hedge just in case, whispered Zelly. The hedge was so big that they could wriggle underneath it easily. What a brilliant hiding place, thought Zelly. It's like Richenda's at the palace. Unfortunately, this hide-and-seek is not a game, and she shivered as they heard the harsh voice of Festia once more. I am going to check the dungeon is ready to accommodate our guests. I do not trust Professor Raoul Sinclair. He will do as we say, and understand I do not make idle threats. I will hurt his son and throw them both into the dungeon if he puts even his little toe out of line. They heard Fastia move away from the castle, her footsteps tapping along the path they had just walked down. Zelly was shaking, but Sophie didn't know if it was through anger or fear. It's all right, Zelly, she whispered, laying a calming hand on her arm. We won't let her hurt them. Let's watch her, but keep our distance. I don't think she's as good with magic as Countess Rosina, but we don't want her to sense our presence. 
they crawled along under the hedge to the end and, popping their heads out, could see Festia in the distance. She was bending over a hole in the ground, shaking at something to check how secure it was. She seemed satisfied and moved away again, disappearing around the bed of the castle wall. The girls crept out of the hedge and ran to where she had been. They looked down in horror. Dug into the rock below was an ancient dungeon, which was really just a hole in the ground with a metal grate on top. It was very deep, with steep sides. You'd never be able to get out of there, gasped Sophie. And you'd be badly injured by the fall if you were thrown into it, added Zelly, feeling sick. Festia is pure evil. I won't let her hurt Par or Albie. Come on, Soph, let's try that door. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 7, An Unexpected Ally. Want to read along? Super Sleuth's Book 4, The Black Castle, is available now on Kindle. Enjoyed today's chapter? Rate our podcast and leave a message telling us who your favourite character is. See you next time.